Let's get it. Let's go. Let's discuss this show. Woo! Rhyming off the cuff, baby. All right. All right. Let's get weird. So this one, this one isn't weird. This one is, so this is the first, um, so the first two episodes of the show start with a flashback. And the third episode of the show starts with kind of like a reverse with a flashback in the middle that goes through the forward. And this one is just a straight forward. Yeah. Um, which I do like because I think it, it's almost a sneaky reference to the different genres of the of the game. Mm-hmm. Because the game is like an action one, it's like survival horror, it's like a hardcore drama. So I like kind of seeing that kind of played out and how the show's formatted. Also, I just kind of like it, because you never know what you're going to get. Uh, okay, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yep. I felt like they were giving us a kind of well-earned break a little bit this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I really appreciated. You know, because the, the first two were like very high energy. The third one just ripped your heart out of your chest. And so this one, I felt like they were getting us back on track with Joel and Ellie and, um, you know, kind of taking down the the emotion a little bit, except for yeah. in like certain parts when they went to Kansas City. That was kind of nerve wracking. It was. So I'm going to start with the spiel on the game. So this game, this, this, um, I, what I liked about this episode that I liked better in the game, the big shift of what I like about it significantly more is, is that it gives you a context as to why these people would pursue you like this. Um, because in the game, they're just after resources. Like they're, they're hunting people down and taking stuff from them. You find, you find evidence of it. Like you find their notes, you find their sorting room with what's left of the people. They found before you. And, like, in this one, like, it wouldn't make sense for a show. It wouldn't make sense for these guys to single-handedly pursue you after they got your truck. Because that's where all the stuff is. I really, really, really like that change. Because it it gives logic to something in the game that doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. They talk about that in the after show clip from HBO as well. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And they mention it's just kind of like, it's also one of the more unrealistic sections of the game. So in this one, I really like that you see Joel kill just three people. And that's enough to set him after him. Because like, he is like a one man. Like he, you are just murdering your way through Pittsburgh. So the show opens. Like we find Ellie playing with a gun in an old bathroom. I loved this opening. Really? Because I loved it because she was recreating Taxi Driver. She's never seen Taxi Driver. No, she's never seen it. The reference in the show, she's standing in the mirror. She's wearing a jacket that looks exactly like his jacket, like almost Mm -hmm. that green army surplus uh, military Uh style flak jacket thing. Uh huh. Um, Which is also a tale of you know this this uh, the older guy who ends up protecting this this young innocent somehow special woman. You know, if you look at like the Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster characters. So anyway, I've never I've never seen Taxi Driver. I just think like. Oh, see it. I always recommend people that. It's weird. I, I, yeah, I had a thing when I was, I never tell you the weird thing I had when I was younger that I would not watch movies before, like, like, if it came out before, like, 1991, I would not watch it. Oh, then you, do you still do that? Because you're missing out on a lot. I know I am. Hush your butt. Oh, yeah, but, like, if, uh, for people that like the, the Joker. It's, I didn't watch that. That seemed a bit much for me. But Joker was basically a remake of Taxi Driver. But much worse. <laughs> yeah, see, that's my problem is, is but much worse. And I, I like clocked the but much worse. 
from even the previews. I was like, no, thank you. I don't care to see this. Anyway. Um, but what I really liked is, is when she, um, is playing, she's smart enough to take out the chambered bullet. Yes. She's very smart. Well, she, well, it also shows that she has, I think it shows she has a, she's still very much so innocent, like a, she's an innocent child kind of in this world, but she's not that innocent. She's been around guns enough that she knows to, to check, check for that for, bullet. Check for that bullet. Yeah. She hides the gun in her bag. She goes back to Joel, who is siphoning glass the right way. He's siphoning it the right way. Oh, I, I was so happy. Because usually in in um like movies, you always see them suck it out. Yeah. No, that's it's not so how annoying. it works. Yeah, it's so that's not how it works. That. You you push air in, and it the pressure pushes everything out. The liquid out. The the only thing that that would do is get a little bit of gas in your mouth and then it would stop flowing immediately. Like Yeah, what? you need you need you need the pressure. Like that's why he puts the rag in. You need the pressure to push so the pressure it it'll do that to the pressure equalizes. I suppose if you want to poison yourself, suck on a hose. <laughs> uh, yeah. But also this is another reminder uh, a little touch from the video game um in the game um Bill explicitly gives you that that the tube for siphoning gas. Nice, nice. It's Bill. just like a little little thing. I like that Joel cannot explain how it works. Yeah. Well, he he had he was in the rough. He, you know, he, a rough he, was, he got close. He got yeah. close. He's like, you don't need to worry. About it. The, the point is that it works. Okay. Yeah, I love it. Classic dad behavior. And then Ellie busts out the joke book, and it is the exact book from the game. Like, if you take too long searching an area, it kind of prompts Ellie to tell a joke like this. Yeah, I've played games like that before. Joel is, like, bewildered and kind of, he's trying not to like the jokes. He's trying not to form a relationship with her. He's trying very hard, and he is failing almost immediately. Miserably. Yes, so bad. Um, so, do you recall last week when I told you when they left, they play a different song, not Linda Ronset? This is it. Oh, they play the Hank Williams song? They play Hank Williams. Oh, okay. Um, this entire scene is shot for shot from the game. I figured, because they did the porn mag thing, too. Yes. It was very fun to see Joel panic again. Uh, <laughs> oh, the sticky pages. Yeah. No, that was great. I mean, you had already mentioned it, but it was just as good as, like... Yeah, it's it's... You have to see it done. It's charming. Just as surprising and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bill had pretty good taste in uh it was it was it was a better quality magazine than what I was expecting. So it could be Frank's, you don't know. Good point. It was probably Frank's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um It looked professional, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they had good lenses and everything. Yeah, it looked like a high quality high, high definition high quality porno. Yeah. yeah. Classy. I don't think, do they have high definition in 2003? They didn't. I'm just bullshit. <laughs> I'm just Okay. Ready. I was like trying to think. Um, anyway. And then like, you know, they're driving across the country and you kind of get this view of like what America looks like now. My one note is, is that when they drive across that bridge is I would not trust that bridge. It has not been maintained in 20 years. Yeah. All of the infrastructure. I was very kind of scared of it i could see the roads lasting yeah like i could see like they're like you can see they're kind of beat up and they're not quite in the same shape as they would be it'd probably be a bit of a bumpy ride they stop for the night they have dinner 20 year old chef boyardee yes and they made a good point about like something when you're really hungry chef boyardee it's really good i mean 
it's terrible for you, but it's good. I, I'm willing to bet it has more than enough salt in it to preserve to preserve it for 20 years. Yeah, and that like fake meat stuff. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is like I loved it when I was a little kid. <laughs> loved like we, it. We all did. That's why. That's why the company's been around for a gajillion years. Yeah, LAS for a fire. Joel is like, no way, Jose. And it's not because she's like, oh, the, you know, the infected would see it. And he goes, no, like we kind of learn. It's just I'm mentioning this because you learn something about it. They're infected or not. They can't put two and two together that fire means people like the fire is not going to attract them. And also they're probably far enough away from the infected. Yeah. And Joel mm-hmm. mentions like we are in the middle of goddamn nowhere. We're not going to run into any infected. And if we do, it's not going to be like a lot of them. But yeah, you got to worry about it's people. And people get wild this episode, so. I knew that that part was coming, but I will say that's the part that I hate least about zombie shows. Mm -hmm. And I know that if the world ever falls in such a way where, like, society can't go forward anymore and it's just general chaos, that people will be the main concern. Just, like, uncontrolled hordes of people that get bad ideas in their heads. There are a lot of groups of people that are like that now, but... um. I think that's why I hate it, actually, when I see this in shows or movies, because it just it prov- it feels very real to me and it provides me so much anxiety. Like, interesting. Half of us are gonna become cannibals. Cannibals. It's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Just just keep that thought tucked in your brain. Anyway, but and like Joel kind of warns her, like, yeah, killing them is n- the least of what they're gonna do to you. They settle in for the night. Elliot continues with a joke about a scarecrow and uh- Joel. Yeah, Joel knows the joke. That was so good. Yeah, and then he smiles a little bit and then he smooshes it because he can't feel things because he's not allowed. Yeah, he's like, you're not going to get me, kid. But then she she does. She gets yeah. him immediately in the net right after that because she, she, she asks questions about people finding them. He's like, they're not going to know. They won't be able to find us. And Joel cottons on to the fact real quick that she's afraid. And so he stands guard all night. Yeah, he's already failed twice. He's not going to fail a third time. Yeah. I just loved how he reassures her. And the camera, like, zooms in on his face when they're laying on the ground in their sleeping bags. And then the mm-hmm. next... And he's so he's so confident. Like, I believe Joel. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he wants her to, like, feel safe and get some sleep. And he needs to sleep himself. And the next shot that they show is just him standing guard in, like, the, the foreground of the shot. And it's just like, oh, chill. The background. He's in the background. She's in the foreground sleeping. And he's in the background at the edge of the darkness. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God. Because, yeah, yeah, he doesn't want to fail again. He doesn't want to fail again. He's failed three. This will be two, twice. So he's got to be on his P's and, P's and goddamn Q's. Wake up the next morning. And we get this lovely little, like, bonding moment where we learn. Like, she... She again, like I said in the previous episode, Joel lays down three rules, and she is going to follow none of them. And she immediately asks him about his history, and she asks, "Okay, we're going to find your brother. What's his name?" Well, like, what's he doing out there? And like, you learn more about Joel's worldview, which is there is no hope. There's nothing. It's just surviving. Get it together. And he has like disdain for Tommy for trying to make the world a better place. I took it as he had disdain for Tommy for being a follower, like how Tommy's choosing to get engaged. Um, and that shit is annoying. I, I don't get along well with people like that either. But I also think it is the save the world bullshit, as he, as he, as he puts it. Like, Joel is just head down, we gotta survive. 
Like, even in, even, like, with Sarah, he's, like, trying to get Tommy to focus up and, like, concentrate on, like, the day-to-day of their job. And, um, Tommy's a little bit, got a little bit more going on, yeah. I guess. The, the only reason that I was bringing up the whole thing that he mentioned about follower is because it distracts from the main mission. That's why dealing, for, for me, that's why dealing with people like that are so annoying. Because mm. it's like, well, we have a job to do. But if you can be picked off by, you know, any old like side project, like think about when you're like at work and that happens or when you're trying to like um, go on and like an adventure with friends and shit. And you're just like, no, we're supposed to go from point A to point B. But then you want to go from point A to like point C and point D and point E and point F, you know. Um, One time when I was in uh, vacationing with a friend, we she wanted off to chase a sheep and we had to go find her. That's crazy. <laughs> we like turned around and she was like clean across the field talking to a sheep. And we were like, come on. Yeah. And so like for Tommy, the world is that sheep. And Joel's looking at him like, dude, we're not, yeah. we're not supposed to be out here doing this. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not concentrating on what we need to do, which is which survive. Is stay alive. Yeah. Stay alive. Even in the old days, it was, we got a job to do. Like we got to get those like foundation, whatever they were. Like build that house that they're clearly in construction. You need like we need to focus up, focus up, Tommy, focus up. We also learn in this exchange, Tess was like family, but again, she's immediately breaking the rules. He is like they asked about her history. She's talking about Tess, or he is talking about Tess. Yeah, who actually brought that up? Do you recall? Uh, Joel did. Yeah, like he it mentions. Was yeah, he later on breaks his own rules because he asks Ellie about her background. Yeah. Because yeah. he can't help himself. Yeah. So Joel, he was a liar last episode. He was being all blustery. He was just, he was hurt, you know, because of the shock of losing Bill and Ted, Bill and Frank. Frank. Uh, it's hard. And then <laughs> t- and then Tess as well. Because, like, those are yeah. basically his three friends. It, like, I think I said in the last episode, it means he can't return to Boston. Everyone he knows is gone. Right. So Tommy is all he has left. He's alone. He has no lifelines. He's alone. He has Ellie. But you know what? I'm getting way ahead of us. But by the end of this episode, I think he sees her value and skills for survival. But at this point in the episode, he doesn't see it. And why would he? He wouldn't know that like a kid is this smart and observant and good at surviving as she is. What I do like is uh, coming back. We learned that Tess was like family, which again, I think she was basically his wife. Though I don't know that you'd ever get him to admit that. But I like that one of the things I really liked is is she's like, hey, he's like, go to bed. We got up early. Go to sleep. And she goes, what? No, I'm not even tired. And they do that quick cut to her sleeping with her mouth open the way yeah. kids do in cars. Or me. <laughs> yes, I also still do that. There was a crash. They can't get through the underpass to continue on route. And so they have to take a detour to Kansas City. Yeah, I immediately, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck started standing up the warning signs started going off for me because I'm like, if you get off of the main road, it's over. Yeah, and I think Joel knows it, but he doesn't, he can't, like, I think if they backtrack, he's worried they won't be able to find gas. Like, it's, they're going to lose too much time because he's still, like, he doesn't know what's up with Tommy. Yeah, he decides to. He can't spend half a day backtracking. He can't lose that time. They get kind of lost in the city because Ellie can't read maps, which, again, as she points out, it's her second fucking day in a car. So, I can't blame her. I can barely read a map now. No, that's what GPS is for. (laughs) Exactly. 
um, I have outsourced that part of my brain to my phone. Mm-hmm. So they're going through the city. There's a, like, the bit of foreshadowing is burnt bodies. You see a bunch of burnt bodies. They drive past the QZ. It's empty. And this is where we blunder into the trap. So in the show, Ellie just goes, aren't we going to stop to help him? And Joel just simply goes, no. And it's a little bit clearer, I think, in the game. He just, Joel's line is, he ain't even hurt. That cuttons you on to... Like, I think a little bit quicker than it does in the show that this is a trap. Yeah. That guy comes, he comes wandering out there and he's just not a good actor. So <laughs> I was very proud of Joel for like not stopping. Well, he's been on both sides. Yeah. I like that part too. So he would know. He would know what he the would know. look like. He would know. That's why you got to get you a man that can do both. Okay. Because you don't want just some goody two shoes that doesn't know how the world works. You want somebody that's been on both sides. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Trying to survive out here. You need somebody that's smart and with it. So they crash. They get out. They're immediately getting shot. Um, he kills two the two guys that are shooting at him. And a third guy comes up from behind. I was so proud of Joel for actually <laughs> being a good shot in this episode. Like he redeemed, he redeemed himself from the first two episodes when he was missing all over the place. Listen, the clickers are scary. The clickers are scary. You don't understand. Because I was judging him pretty harshly, but he made up for it this episode. Um, so Ellie shoots the guy but doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. She just paralyzes him. This is way worse than the game. This is, um. so I think I've mentioned the second game, and I don't know if I'll be able to replay it. This is why. Um, if you wound people, like the game, like there's some threshold, they, they beg for their lives. She shoots him. He starts to beg. Joel tells her to leave. Joel is clearly trying to protect her from the brutality of the world and failing a little bit because it's a rough, rough world. In the game, Joel is brutal from the beginning and the violence is the point. And Ellie remarks on it. And so I kind of like, I kind of like that he is trying to hide, hide this aspect of both the world and himself from her. Yeah, I liked that too when she he tells her to go get back behind the wall. And then I'm guessing, we don't see it, but I'm guessing that he ends up stabbing the guy with his own knife, right? Yeah, you see it when they bring the dead bodies later that he mm. has a stab wound in his chest. Mm. Yeah, I, li- I like kind of how that played out emotionally between those two characters. Yeah, I like that she cries but recovers quickly. Because she has to. She has to, but mm-hmm. I think... Which we've seen Joel do the same thing, like with saying goodbye to Tess. You have to. Yes. You have to suck it up and keep going. There's a similarity between them there. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming another contingent of soldiers um, find find the body, but they're not Fedra soldiers. They are the people of Kansas City. And so we cut back to where the rest of the folks are, like outside of the, the Fedra zone. And we see their leader. We're introduced to their leader, Kathleen. My goodness. Okay. This actress, she's so good at playing just these absolutely terrifying, crazy villains. I think her name is Melanie Linsky. Yes. If I'm saying that right. I like her a lot, too, because I think they've chosen someone very unassuming. She has a very soccer mom vibe. But, like, clearly everyone respects her. And I like that the... um, that's what makes her so good at playing those crazy villains is it's just like she has this very soft voice. It's this 
Yeah, and those were like the craziest one. Soft, quiet people, when they snap, they're like the craziest people. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're introduced to her questioning someone. She's trying to find any remains of the Fedra. Um, and it becomes kind of clear here that people ro- rose up and took down Fedra, and we are now in the area of reprisal killings. Mm-hmm. And she is trying to find out, uh, she's trying to find the people that killed her brother, and she's hunting them all down. Um, she's, she's arguing with this dude, uh, we find out he's an OBGYN, and we find out that Henry ratted out Kathleen's brother to Fedra. And what I like about her performance here is, is that she doesn't immediately come off as crazy, but she's starting to fray at the edges. To me, she immediately comes off as crazy. And I don't know if it's just because of other things that I've seen her in, but just that, to me, she's giving unstable... You know, in my notes, I have uh, the bitch is wrongheaded and crazy, (laughs) like underscored and highlighted. Um, And then it's confirmed, you know, in a a few minutes when we see what she does with the guy that she's detaining with the doctor who delivered her, by the way. Yeah. Um, So she has a connection to this guy. And but she's it's in her eyes. It's in the way that she's talking, where she's talking in that too calm of a voice. You know, if you're interrogating somebody and you're a little bit too calm. You know, it's like, how how crazy are you? <laughs> yeah, what level of worry do I have to be? Yeah, like how left is it going to go? Because shit's going to go left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're interrupted. The the, the interrog- interrogation is interrupted. The soldiers come back. It is led by a guy. You see this guy with his beard, Perry. That's mm-hmm. his name. I looked it up. Um, and they come back with the three dead that Joel killed. Well, one of them is not entirely dead. Um, and Kathleen, this is, I think, where I cottoned on to just how crazy, crazy town banana pants, uh, Kathleen is, is is that she thinks Henry called in folks from a radio. And he's called in Merck's, you know, mercenaries to help him. Yeah. Help him. And she, she goes to the soldier tending to the one guy that's not quite dead and says, could a doctor help him? I have a doctor. And he goes, he goes, no, he's past health help and she just goes in and executes the goddamn doctor yeah and it's like woman he's an OBGYN. exactly like so this is an incredibly useful uh specialty because they're actually general practitioners like OBGYNs treat like i know they are technically lady doctors technically but they're actually really general practice doctors he said he delivered her which means the great thing about OBGYNs that do a lot of deliveries it's that they can do surgery as well so you fucking idiot you got hot in a moment and then you go and you shoot this incredible asset because she just wanted to take out her anger yes she's mad about her brother being there was no there's no reason there was no strategy and that's what i mean about wrong-headed and crazy written all over her face written all over her actions and so then kathleen comes back out and she's like basically kill them all and i my note says they've entered the terror phase of the revolution yeah that's what scares me about people is these unthinking hordes of people they're that not follow unthinking these. she is unthinking and the, and the people that are following her are simply following her because she has the position. What makes you better than the fucked up government that was there? Because if anything, want... you're more unchecked. But it's and so, justified. and that's what's so terrifying 
about like the prospect of, of the apocalypse actually coming. It's like, well, if I survive whatever takes us out, I have to deal with unchecked, unruly people. But uh, yeah, it's terrifying. Um, so then we see them kind of roll out in the Fedra trucks. They have the run truck. So that is that is one of the trucks that chases you through the city later. So I like, again, just a little detail that I like. But again, it's, I don't think she's unthinking. I think her focus is narrow. That's the same, di- she's myopic. That's the same difference to me. You can't look into the future. You're an idiot. I don't think so. Unthinking is, un- I would think unthinking to be mindless. She's not mindless. Her just focus is too narrow. They spot basically a skyscraper and they're going to go into it. I just called a tall building like I'm some sort of four-year-old child Um, in my notes. I don't know why. It took me a while to figure out why they were going into the building. And I have to say, I thought it was pretty clever, but it also seems like such a time suck. Uh, basically, what it made me think about is like, how would I get around a city without having my GPS on my phone? I mean, that's like cartography. You go climb a high thing and look. I know, but it's it's daunting to think about. Joel's not doing great. It looks like his knee hurts. Yeah. I think he's probably having a bit of a moment because he had to kill three people. and He doesn't feel great about it. And Ellie asks if Joel is okay. And he reacts as if he slapped her in the... Like, she slapped him in the face. Like, it has clearly been a long time since anyone ever asked him that. And he doesn't know what to how to respond. And he clearly isn't okay. And, but he's just like, yes. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. That's interesting. Oh, like he, he, like he rears back and like mm-hmm. looks at her kind of bewildered mm. for a second. Like I, I really, I just like that. It has been a very, very long time since anyone ever asked him that. Yeah. And the answer is clearly no. He is not okay. But he's not going to tell Ellie that. Though she does, she, she clearly knows. And they kind of talk about, you know, he apologizes to her for what. He sees that he failed. He failed to protect her, that she had to shoot someone. And, you know, he says, I'm sorry, you had to hurt someone. The first time is always very hard. Um, And she mentions it wasn't her first time. The other great thing that I liked about this scene was that he returns the favor. Like you, you made the point about he was shocked to maybe be asked how he was doing. But he returns that favor to her like really quickly. And the, Yes. I liked that because. He's very bad at it, though. <laughs> So you're starting to see their friendship develop a little bit. But the, the, mm-hmm. the very fact that he immediately goes to reciprocity, like to reciprocating, asking that question, is another rung on their friendship, you know? And he does it in kind of a halting way, emotionally. But, like, I think it's, I, it's important that he never touches her physically. Like, he, a normal reaction to seeing a kid her age cry would be to hug them. Okay. Or to get down on their level and be like, you know, it's okay. So Joel makes it up to her the best way he knows how is he shows her how to hold a gun. And you see Joel actually apologize. I loved his apology. It, was, it felt very true to real life to me. Like parents that have to go through hardships with their kids. Like I've been on the receiving end of those types of talks where your parent has to apologize to you and how heartbreaking that is for them to acknowledge like this is not something that I wanted you to have to experience in life a very Hmm. effective scene it's just not fair 
But this world is not fair for Ellie to have to experience. And that's that's like something that Joel is like trying to be like, this just isn't fair. And Ellie's yeah. like, who gives a shit? Because like, this is the world I was born into. Yeah. If he didn't acknowledge that, he would come off like a sociopath. Like he would come off as somebody that has no way of tapping into um, other people's feelings or expressing empathy at all. Mm. There's kind of a softness to Pedro's Joel that yes. I really, really like. The core of what you're seeing is the same. Like he is much more hostile to Ellie in the show than he is in the games. In the first two episodes, we see their relationship in the games is much more similar to like what you're seeing here and what you see at the beginning of episode three, where he's just kind of low key annoyed, but clearly finds her charming. Like I like seeing kind of how different it is and yeah. kind of appreciating how hard both mediums are working to kind of convey the same kind of thing. Yeah. And how, despite being at their core, the same characters, they're being portrayed in very, very different ways. I just know. I just, it's just curious. I like it. Um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Wait, before we leave the gun thing, when I said that he starts to see her value in terms of, you know, like being a, a competent partner in survival, I love that he showed her how to hold that gun. And it's exactly, if you've ever had any firearm tr arm training, like it's exactly how a professional would teach you how to hold the gun. It felt very realistic. I was really kind of dreading that Joel would maybe be like, ah, oh, you're, you know, you're a stupid kid and listen to me and don't do this and don't do that. Like I kind of don't like those type of relationships when I see them in TV shows. And so I was kind of dreading the idea that he would not respect the fact that like she can handle herself. I, I really I didn't want to let that gun moment pass without commenting on it. It's that um, because I think you are right to a certain extent. I see it as more of a she needs to be able to defend herself if I get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to where we were. So he tells her to put the gun in her pack, and because Ellie Ellie cannot follow any instructions, she puts it in her pocket. Um, because I don't know she's if that smart. I don't. Well, this is what I'm saying about Ellie. I don't like, think it's a good idea for her to have it in her pocket. I don't know if that'll come back or if that's just another instance of her. I don't know if that's just another instance of her just being like. A loose uh, cannon. Yeah, not being a loose cannon, but of like just her inability to follow Joel's instructions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like, what I like about her because like to me, this episode built Ellie's character a lot. She's an independent thinker. She's observant. She's strong willed. She can handle herself. The fact that she even got the gun, hid it, didn't tell him, it came in handy. So this is not the first time that we see her disobeying and it ends up coming in handy. The fact that she didn't put it in her backpack was so smart to me because I know that maybe he doesn't want to, or I would expect that he wouldn't want to rely on her to use that gun. But I think in her mind, she's thinking, I need to be able to get to it, which is why she wanted to put it in her waistband. And she ends up kind of making a compromise and putting it in her pocket. And I'm like, you're thinking, Ellie. You're thinking. I, I don't know see that. I don't know if you're supposed to, like, what's the safest way to carry a gun? I can't yeah, say. Yeah, I, I, part of me was like, I don't think it, in your pocket's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but I just, I have that little bit of thing in me too where, like, you can ask, like, my dad or my brother. They can tell me something, but it's like, no, I need to find out for myself. Like, if I think I should do something this way and not that way, and I have reasons for it. I'm going to do it my way. I'm not just going to listen to you just because you're, you know, 
especially when I was young, just because you're an older man. So I, I like that about Ellie. She's she's trying to think for herself. Yeah. I also think she just likes to stick it to Joel on occasion. Yeah, probably so. I think I think it was probably both of her thinking, I want to have it at the ready, and two, fuck Joel. He can't tell me what to do. Yeah, I mean, that's like hand in hand. That's hard-headed people know that. <laughs> yeah. So the trucks leave, and they go find the tall building. And then we cut over to Kathleen, and she is looking. And it's unclear immediately who they're trying to find, but it comes immediately that um, it's Henry and Sam. So this guy, Perry. Oh, so by the way, the guy that plays Perry, right? Bearded guy. He plays Tommy in the games. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was in the after show. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, this is like one of the things, like, this is why people are really loving the shows. It is done with a, with respect to the people who helped make it. So like Tommy is a major character in both of the games and like they brought back the guy like you know he he's clearly he was a good enough actor to be in the game why can't he be in the show and it's not the exact same role obviously it couldn't be because the look isn't right and he's a bit too old no offense sir and then he's also white isn't thomas's brother is joel's brother right in the games they're white but yes no i mean but if you're if you cast pedro you gotta cast yeah, yeah, a yeah. latino brother mm-hmm. no yeah. i under- yes 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 and tommy is supposed to be younger than him so that's fun i like that they do that for you guys the game players well there's a lot of stuff that like there's i i keep referencing there's stuff that i'm probably missing too but there's like dumb stuff like 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 it's little things that are like fun stuff of like in the game like you do ellie can get places where you can't get so like like earlier when joel can't get into the room to you know that when he sent her away after he kills that guy he's like i can't get in can you move like that is like a repeated thing that happens in the game a few times where like Ellie has to go ahead and like help you shift stuff to get into the next area of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just like dumb little shit like that. It's just like nice little references to, like stuff you had to do. Yeah, it's shout outs to the game players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. An actual gameplay, not just um you know, lines and stuff. Actual gameplay. The soldiers Perry has found where Sam and Henry are. They were clearly hiding out, but now they're out of food. Um, I think it's actually very touching. They show Sam has been drawing on the walls. He's clearly a young child. Sam is clearly quite young. Yeah. So when they when they find that little hideout that they had in the attic of that building or whatever, mm-hmm. this is another signal to me that Kathleen is fucking nuts. Because not knowing She's pursuing anything. someone with a small child? Yeah, you're pursuing a family. What are you doing? How dangerous could they possibly be if they're traveling with a child who's drawing crayon supermans? Like, you nutcase. Fucking hate Kathleen. You're pursuing two people. Yeah, it's wild. And so Perry also shows her this weird sinkhole uh, that is moving and growling. Yes, what the hell was that? Do you want to know? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just reacting to it to say what, like, what the fuck? Why is the ground moving? And it also doesn't make any sense because I'm trying to think of what it could possibly be. And you it looks it as is. if something is coming up out of the uh-huh. foundation. But like, no. I, if they're in a city, then foundations are pretty thick or there's like basements under them. So it doesn't make sense that the whole ground would be moving. It's not the ground. You you hit it. There's basements under them. Do not tell me what it is because I know in my brain I know what it is. Ah. Um, so anyway, what I think it is is there's some kind of there's some form of the infected under there. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like bu- bubbling, bubbling up <laughs> in this really yeah. gross way. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think you're kind of right. There's like, there's some pocket, like there's some basement that kind of maybe got sealed off. And now it's unsealing itself in a very unsettling way. When I first saw it, I was like, did the fungus get into the concrete and it's moving or something? Because I thought, I was like, that's stupid. Like, surely it's not that. I think something is pushing up from underneath. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Um, So I think we're going to, I think there's going to be more clickers. Okay. I hate them so much. I hate them so much. Oh, God, I hate them. But this is this is like one of those moments where it's like, Kathleen, get a fucking grip. Like you need to deal with whatever like they have weapons. They have they have you see them in armored cars, they have like tactical they have um they have armored vehicles, they have that giant um like tanky thing with the with the plow on the front of it. Oh they yeah. Have, <laughs> the plow um, thing. Like they have truck yeah, that's a reference to the game. That that thing traces you through the through the. It's very scary, and I don't like it. I think I've seen clips of that. This is so I don't actually know what's gonna like. We'll talk about it in predictions because I want to have predictions because I don't know because this one this is another big enough deviation in the game that I don't know what's gonna happen. Okay, nice. But yeah, I take your point in that. She tells the guy, lock the door. We're going to deal with it later. And it's like, no, bitch. And it's like, I think. Set the building on fire. I think this is a bigger problem. <laughs> yeah, this is like, I need you to line up all the heavy, like, because they have heavy military equipment. And I need you to, like, deal with that. Yeah, she Like, cannot. I need she you to deal with This is not, this is like, but she is so, her focus is so narrow that she can't, like, this is a She's threat. a fucking idiot. She is yeah. the worst type of person. And if yeah. I was in her crew. I take her out. You are a you yeah. are a liability. You're jeopardizing yeah. everybody else's survival. But she's with clearly your wrong headed, myopic, dumb bitch, crazy bitch shit. Yeah, I literally but, hate people like that. Yes, but clearly Perry trusts her. Like she must have. Like I'm assuming we will get some background to her. She must have done something to because these people trust her. They trust her. I think it's probably just habit of somehow she gets to the top power position and they they show fealty maybe i don't know but like this these people like there was a successful revolution and she clearly led it you can't be i was wondering about that too because i was like did she lead it or did she inherit the spot after the revolution happened i don't trust this woman if she inherited the spot after the revolution i don't think someone like perry would trust her Mm, i don't know we'll see i guess in episode five because he follows her almost without question Maybe because she's crazy. <laughs> and it's like a get down or lay down type thing, you know? Maybe, but she doesn't, like, she, like, there's, I don't know. I, I sense there is trust in between the two of them. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, like you're saying, if there is, I want to see why. I agree with that, yeah. What does she do to earn their, their fealty? I want, or I want at least referenced, I, maybe it'll begin with the flashback, because I think next week, that's something we're going to have to talk about. Okay, anyway, so... We cut back to Joel and Ellie, and what I really like is he boosts her through a goddamn vent. It's another game reference, because that's the thing. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that Ellie couldn't do it, and he's like, she's like clambering all on, on top of him. And they get in, and he's and she's like, are we going all the way up to the top? And Joel is like, no, I'm old, you dum-dum. We'll go as far as I can make it. Yeah. And in, when they're climbing the stairs, I like how they slowly get kind of slower. <laughs> As yeah. it goes along. Because he's, um, fe- he's feeling it. His side is hurting. 
He's yeah, winded. Well, his his well, arthritis is acting up. Like, well, I think he got hurt in the crash, and he's hiding probably it. So, probably yeah, so. Yeah, because you you see him a little bit, kind of babying his right leg a little bit in mm. earlier scenes. That's a good observation. And she, well, like when he when when she asks him about um uh like earlier when they're in the other buildings the pa- with the papered over windows and she asks, "Are you okay?" Like he is rubbing his right knee as mm. she's doing that. So mm. I I assumed that like. Like, I understand that they had their seatbelts on and it didn't seem to be a particularly bad or high speed crash. Like, I don't even know if it would have, I don't, I don't recall from it if it even fully totaled the car. Oh, it would, it would hurt. They were going, yeah. anything over like 25 and you immediately lose momentum by crashing into something, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um. So, like, I think he's just, he's a little banged up Um. and he's not slept. He's also 56, which we found yes, out and he, for sure it, in this scene. Yeah, and he hasn't slept. But as they're going up the stairs, she asks him about the ambush, and he goes, I, "That's where we get that I've been on both sides." That's how he that's how he IDs it, and he talks about talks about Tess again. This is more than he's ever talked about Tess in the games. Yeah, and she asks very bluntly, "Did you kill innocent people?" And Joel just kind of looks at her, and they move on. And he doesn't answer, which means yes, yes, and you can see it on his face. It's written all over his face. Yep. And I also think this is probably one of the first times he's felt bad about it in a long time. So they make it up to the 33rd floor, which pretty impressive. I'm that is, say. I couldn't do that. With a banged up knee? I couldn't. I couldn't do it healthy. <laughs> yeah. And I like she and Ellie's just like fresh as a daisy. She's like a little winded, but Joel is like, I need I need to sit down. Yeah. Maybe die a little bit. Yeah. Joel hits a wall slide, like he like yeah. slides down the down wall. The wall. <laughs> yeah, and she and she and he goes to her like, "Get up, you!" And she she says, "Get up, you lazy ass!" And she he's like legitimately like, I think this is the first time everything kind of falls away, and you see kind of who he used to be. Yeah, and, he, and she because he's kind of like he's clearly charmed by her, and the interaction mirrors some of the ones we've seen him have with Sarah. Very cute. And, yeah. Where, yeah, she's kind of taking the piss out of him a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And he says, lazy ass, I'm 56 years old, you little shit. <laughs> yeah. And then you see him kind of settle in for the night. They're going to sleep in this building. He sets a glass trap. And this is where um, Ellie asks very directly, will he hear it? They kind of settle in. And Joel, as they're lying there, asks Ellie, like, who who did you hurt? You said it wasn't your first time. And she doesn't want to talk about it. Then she... You know, it's like, are you sure you hear hear the glass trap? She and she, this is like she's observing. She notices he can't hear very well in his right ear mm-hmm. because he has hearing damage, likely from sound of like shooting a gun repeatedly. And then Ellie tells a joke about, uh, did you know diarrhea is hereditary? And Joel's like, what, what? And she goes, it's in your genes. It runs in your genes. It runs in your genes. <laughs> yeah. And that gets and, him. And that, breaks. like, he finally, like, finally, like, he, like, giggles. It's a full-on so... giggle fit. It's one of yeah, those, like, like yeah. and he, where like, you can't, can't, keep you can't it reel in. it back in. Yeah. Yeah. And they both, like, giggle. And they, like, yell at each other. Like, she's like, he's like, go to bed. She's like, no, you go to bed. And he's still giggling, like, throughout they the whole still... thing. Yeah, and it kind of cuts to black. And... This is the first time we've seen him laugh. Like, even with Sarah. Like, Sarah didn't tell jokes. Like, I just... The reason I'm bringing this back to Sarah is I want to make it clear, like, a lesser show would make it seem like like he is replacing Sarah with Ellie. 
And it's very clear the relationships are distinct and different because the people are distinct and different. So that's kind of why I'm like, we don't see him laugh like that with his daughter. The, the second moment of him having to reassure her in this episode. So first, the first moment was in the woods, you know, we're going to be safe. People aren't going to come. And he gets up and guards just to be sure. Mm-hmm. So this time he's reassuring her. Yes, I'll hear the glass. I'm setting this trap. No one's going to sneak up on us. And it doesn't work out this time. Yep. And it's another failure point for, for Joel. Mm-hmm. So I just hated that for him because I took it as him letting his guard down and kind of in two ways. He, they have the little giggle fit about the diarrhea joke. He lets his guard down with Ellie. And it feels like a real relationship. It almost feels, you know, that giggle fit moment, it almost feels like they've kind of known each other longer than they've known each other. So he lets his guard down emotionally, but then he like literally lets his guard down with the whole glass trap and not being able to hear thing. And I wonder how that's going to impact Joel later. Like, is he going to retreat again? You know, I'm worried about him. And so they cut to black and then you hear Joel, Joel, like, and he hasn't heard. You also notice what I think is a good attention to detail. He's rolled over. It's not that he's failed to hear. It's he's rolled over in his sleep. Um, and so he can't hear. So he's sleeping on his left ear, his good he's ear. Sleeping, he's sleeping on his good ear. He rolls mm-hmm. over. He starts facing away from her and moves to roll. He, he's, ro- he's just rolled over in his sleep and his bad ear is up. Can't hear. And we are introduced kind of very, very briefly to Henry and Sam, the younger brother. Oh, they're brothers? They're not um, father and son? They're brothers. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the game, anyway. I don't know if they'll change that. But they're brothers, yeah. I don't know what will happen next. Um, And I wanted to talk about that in predictions because we've deviated from the game enough that I don't know. So let's go into our next segment, which is Did You Like It? Okay, so I loved that um, the roll credits music was True Faith by New Order. Mm -hmm. It was a cover of it that was like the sad, (laughs) like slowed down cover. Um, Do you know who sang it? No, I didn't know. It was some seemingly like independent small artist that I didn't know. Who was it? Do you know? I believe it's the cover they used from the second game, Ashley Johnson, the woman who plays Allie. I believe. Oh. On um I Shazammed it on Shazam it came up as somebody else, but Oh, maybe it could be. Maybe they didn't, but she does cover that song. It's a great song to um like end a show on. I've seen it used multiple times as show endings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked this version of it because to me, the song is such a like triumphant song. Mm-hmm. And in this version of it, it's so haunting and it's so sad. And uh, it talks, it, it really kind of underscores the song talking about um, the kind of bleakness that certain young kids can go through for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And so I picked that up with, um, I thought it was a, a very like apropos song to choose, given that we're seeing, you know, Ellie and this and Sam, right? Um, mm-hmm. These like two little kids in the apocalypse. I think we should add an Ashley's music corner to this podcast because I don't clock anything about the music. Truly, I don't. I don't know why. I listen to a lot of music, so that's why I pick up on 
certain things. I listen to sad white boy music and that's about it. But yeah, it's a song about survival and the the fact that they made it, they took it from like this happy new order, like ba ba ba, you know, da 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 song and made it this mm-hmm. sad song. It was great. Part of the reason that apocalypse shows are good is because you don't know whether they're going to survive next. So mm-hmm. they took it, they flipped kind of the meaning of it and made it really ominous and sad. So I liked it. Yes. Did you like the episode? I loved this episode. Is it just because it was like a recovery episode? I needed the recovery. I did like that they, other than the fights that Joel was in, they slowed mm-hmm. it down a little bit. Um, I like the idea of these two new characters I'll just make my prediction, one of my predictions right now, which is that they're going to be allies of Joel and Ellie and Mm -hmm. be helpful to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the idea of either a brother-son team or a father, brother, wait, brother Brother. team or a father-son team is really cute. I like that they're black men, a black man and a black boy. Um, Yeah. They're they're black in the games, too. They They didn't change the race in the games. So they are black in the game. Sam and Henry are black. And portrayed by black uh, actors as well. That's cool. I like that. I'm interested to see uh, what happens because Sam is clearly a touch younger than he is in the games. And I believe we have seen... Did you watch the preview for next week? Yes, I think I did. I'm very interested to see what happens because I think Sam is deaf. Yes, I did watch the preview and I was wondering about that too. Because you see them signed to each other. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're just using it for tactical purposes, which would be really smart. I, I always thought it'd be a good idea to learn sign language anyway. Yeah. Like if you're in war or if you're like trying to survive, it's smart because then mm-hmm. you can make less noise and communicate well with people. Yeah. 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 I agree. So uh, let's get to our uh, segments. And we already did Did You Like It? And then now we are at To the Edge of the Universe and Back. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment was the Joel and Ellie giggle fit. I loved it too. I'm a big fan of a giggle fit in general. I try to have yes. as many giggle fits as I can in life. Although you become old and jaded and they're harder to come by. Yes. I also think that's kind of why they hired um, Pedro Pascal for this role is because I think in the second game you do see them laugh at each other. But like you don't ever see this bout of like just like giggling. Like, Joel never really, I don't think he ever really, really laughs at her jokes. He might chuckle, but you never get, like, a fit of giggling, mm-hmm. like, ha- like, hard laughter. It is, I think, a reference to a bit of um, concept art for the characters that was never made it into the game, which is this lovely picture of Joel and Ellie sitting around a campfire just laughing. Oh, um, And it's, and you never, it's something you never see in the game. And so cute. I think that, I think they've kind of lifted that and put it in here. Nice. I thought they were instantly bonded in that moment. Mm. Yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. Our next token is Endure and Survive, your least favorite moment. Oh, so was that your favorite moment as well? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. How okay. could you? Like, that was the best moment of the episode, I thought. Okay. Anyway, it was so cute. And I think, again, like, I, I I didn't finish my thought of, like, I think that's why they hired Pedro Pascal, because he can portray kind of, he can be genuinely, like, very still and kind of closed off. But once you, you need someone that can do that and open up when you need them to. And yeah. I think like, this is, this is that it's like, you need him, you need them to be able to kind of switch and have that crumble in an instant. Yes. And like, he portrays it beautifully. 
um Bella Ramsey has been spot on for Ellie since since Jump, and I think Pedro Pascal has been great. Like every single actor in this game has been or in the show has been crushing it. Like they've they're bringing their like A plus game. But I yeah. just this this in particular I think really kind of showed why it had to be it had to be him. Absolutely yes, because Pedro cast. is a yeah. silly little bones. But um, the other thing I want to say about the giggling. Mm-hmm. Not to like overanalyze giggling, but <laughs> to have a full on giggle fit like that, it's something that you cannot control. You can't fake it. It has to be genuine. Mm-hmm. And once it's rolling, it, it, you know, like I said, it's out of your hands. It's, it's out of your control. So I like that kind of as a metaphor for how he's opening up to her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Anyway, so <laughs> the next segment is. Uh, endurance survive your least favorite moment my least favorite moment is when kathleen kills the doctor i've already said why uh she's short-sighted she's reactionary and that terrifies me in apocalypse shows really because for me it was i i understand your logic yeah because joel and ellie are gonna have to this is their obstacle to get past in order to move Mm -hmm. on from kansas city so they're dealing with the loose cannon i don't like it yeah, whenever you encounter someone who's clearly not dumb, but their judgment is clouded. Having bad judgment is way worse than being a quote-unquote dumb person. Yeah, because dumb people you can trick. Dumb people you can teach <laughs> as well. Well, dumb people you can teach and you can trick and you can kind of control. People who have are not dumb, but their judgment is skewed or clouded in some way yeah. makes them a wild card. Yep. Something is broken, and when you have someone whose logic like that is broken you don't you don't know when it's going to break against you exactly so mine was when ellie shot that guy and he was begging for his life Mm. that i did not care for especially when he cried out for his mom at the end Mm, yeah that was rough yep oh i hated that and that didn't happen in the games it doesn't happen until the second one anyway he shouldn't have been out there ambushing people i mean he shouldn't have I, I think the implication is clear that, like, once they took over for Fedra, mm-hmm. they've overthrown the base there. So that means they're no longer getting to get resupplied from the outside. Mm-hmm. So they need to raid to get supplies. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, dog eat dog, every man for himself. But I think I'd be a savage, like, in the in the apocalypse. I really think I would. Because last episode... I really think I'd probably just die. Last episode, I was like... You know, I had my problems with Bill, but I was in agreement with Bill. I was like, shoot him up, Bill, like whatever. (laughs) Um, In the first couple episodes, I was fine with Joel wrecking shop on people. Um, And I was fine with the the stupid revolutionaries getting got after they tried to ambush. So I don't have any sympathy. I'm just like, you did what you look, you wrote your ticket. You made your bed. Now you lie in it. You paid your money. Now you take your chances. Interesting. <laughs> You're like psycho. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. It's just one of the major themes of the game is that people are still people and we will engage in destructive behaviors even when it's clear to the point that we are, to quote the game, the last of us. Yeah. That's deep, too. That's very deep. That's why it's called that. It's it's just that like we can't help ourselves from engaging in our just, like destructive tendencies, even though there's... I don't know, like, I don't know how many people are left. I imagine there's maybe a couple million people left. Mm-hmm. But. 
which is a very which goes to that point about you know even when there's only a few of us left and we should be pulling together for survival that ain't how humans work <laughs> um so I, it's why i love um apocalypse shows in general but this the thing about this show that makes it distinct for me mm-hmm. is the fungus it is this kind of rapid mode of, of uh transmissibility it's that it's has a motivation like a biological motivation to spread itself is that it happens all at once because it, it gets in that food supply that's what makes the show at all interesting to me other than you know the fact that i love the actors so i think i get the distinct impression that now in the after times and the apocalypse times that biting is the primary form of transmission now i think that that out the initial outbreak was probably the one time it got in the food but like the fact that it's everywhere is like terrifying like it's because what are you gonna do you can't you can't even get your hands around the problem you know what i mean yeah that's what makes it more than a zombie show yes yeah um i do however strongly disagree that um we would turn against each other like that people turned against each other in COVID. But I don't think that if it got that bad, they would. People have faced extinction events before, and we survived. And not because we fought each other, but because we helped each other. I think That's it's both. How we- I think it's both. And I think, like, I don't know where this story goes, but it's it, there also is an element of classic uh you know, good versus evil, light versus dark in this story too. Whereas like the fireflies to me are representing a possibility that there's somebody that wants to work with humanity to save everybody. I imagine that there are scientists and doctors out there in secluded, you know, quarantined labs that are still maybe able to work. Um, Joel and Ellie represent this idea that like people can pull together. They're not there right now, but I think that their mission does truly become one of like save the cheerleader, save the world type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's both. I think it's people are horrible and are going to fight and there will be pockets of us that will always strive for survival and humanity and trying to help your fellow man. And that's what's cool about it. I don't think it's like either or. But I think most people would never be able to be trusted. Most people are savages. Most people, if society falls, if government falls, if order falls, they become murderous, ravenous. I don't think that's true. Animals. <laughs> I don't think we've always been animals, but um, I don't think that's true. But that's um, you don't have to agree. You don't have to agree. I I don't. You'll you'll see what happens. Yeah. But just keep that thought about save the cheerleader, save the world in your head. All right, so the next segment is when you're lost in the darkness, your least favorite character. I guess, let me 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 guess who yours is. Guess. Kathleen. Thank you. Yes, ah! of course. Kathleen. <laughs> Same. And I, my notes just say, it's very similar to this, I don't like what she's about. I don't think that's, she's that's, about anything. I know. She's about And revenge. I don't like it. <laughs> she's about revenge. Yeah, she's about mindless revenge. I love that actress, though. She's a great actress. Love her. I love that she's dressed in this weirdly non-threatening way. Like she's just wearing like a, uh, a like a like a raincoat kind of parka thing. Yeah. And like jeans and boots. We are in 100% agreement 
without one. And then the last segment is it's look towards the light. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character was Ellie this episode. I think Ellie's the MVP. Ellie's like, always going to be the for MVP. the series. She was great in this episode, but I think as time goes on, she's going to become even um, more shrewd and like you know show how just how intelligent she is. And she's, I think Ellie's going to become like a stone cold killer, like a tactician. I just think that yeah, she's the MVP. One, he'd be dead <laughs> without her. He would. He, he would be. So who's protecting who, Joel? Yeah. Also, if anyone ever sits on you like that and starts to uh, strangle you, put your feet down flat and bridge, and you can usually tip them over. Mm, that's a good survival tip. That's what I'm here for. For, like, self-defense. Yeah. yeah, and if you grab them, there's a way you can grab one of their arms so you can roll, and I have to, I have to remember how to do it. But, yeah, you can generally, like, buck them off you. But that's, you know, Julia's survival guide. Uh, plant your feet on the floor, bridge your hips as hard as you can, and you can generally roll them off you. If you do it right, you can roll them off you off you, and then you on top to on them. Top. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. So I couldn't choose between Joel or Ellie because his his little giggle fit was so goddamn charming. And the the, the teeny little la- the teeny little smile he gives when he ruins Ellie's joke was also very charming. Um, but I think it might be Ellie because she is just that look she gives him when um she's leading into that the algebra joke where she's like so thrilled with herself. Oh, that joke was horrible. <laughs> it was terrible, and she knew it. And she's like sitting there, like leaning into him, like like with that look on her face. Yeah, and it's just like oh, she knows she's annoying the shit out of him, and she's having a blast and a half doing it. Bella Ramsey is a very adorable She's person. She's crushing it. And her yeah. British accent is, like, her American accent, it's, like, it's very well hidden. Like, every once in a while you hear it kind of get a little wobbly on a word or two. But um, it's pretty good. I, I think she's she's really good at it. It's She's really, really good. I just, so the one of the things I want to talk about in this show is how the, is the co- costuming mm-hmm. and how they costume the women. Particularly because you see that they have, like, they're all obviously wearing makeup, but, like, they clearly don't have on mascara. Or if they do, it's just the lightest of bit. But, like, they are not, like, it's not, like, bless their hearts. I know you love The Walking Dead, but the women in that all looked ridiculous. Um, I never noticed. Like, you, s- you think they had too they much all, makeup? They, they, all, they all have unclear makeup. They are all clean their hair is is clean. It is styled like it is. Both the women and men are often clean. Um, or like, yeah, it's in this. The people are dirty. Their clothes are clearly worn. And to a certain extent, I can't blame The Walking Dead. HBO threw all the money in the world at this. And it shows clearly. But, I don't know that I agree with that, but I get your point. Yeah, I get your point. But well, like, but like just the way that the fact that the women's hair is messy. It's not carefully, like, it's not, like, artistically messy. It's just messy. All the women you see, their hair is pulled back away from their face so they can see. Like, they're not wearing makeup. So they're not concerned with, like, the aesthetics of trying to be pleasing or attractive to the eye. Yeah, like- yeah. They're clearly, like, aged up a little bit, too. When Tess, when you see her get beat up, it's not like that, oh, she's got a little cut on her cheek. She's got a shiner and it looks bad. Like, she is 
ugly meetup. Like, and you generally don't see that, especially not on women. It just it's it just lends to the realism. I think it's yeah. very hard to believe it's post apocalypse when the woman is there and she clearly has on lipstick. That you know that is I mean? such a great point. I was actually thinking about that. Um, how uh, ugly we all got during COVID, like during lockdown mm-hmm. for COVID, and um, like to go along exactly with that point. People would be some booger wolves out here. Like <laughs> people would be because I was thinking I was actually thinking about Joel's haircut. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about this in the Bill and Frank episode. That's why I was thinking about that because Frank had really nice hair. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, it gets he's when he comes, it's clearly like it was clearly styled and had grown long. Yeah. And then like you see when he lives with Frank, he like cuts it up again. Like yeah. it's, you know. It's got to look good for his man. Yeah. So the last section is predictions, themes, burning questions. Um, you're not, I know you're not going to ask me any questions because you don't want to um, know. But what are your predictions? No, I do have a burning question, which is what yes. the fuck is under that floor in the building? Which we do talked you want to know? No. I'm going to see Okay. <laughs> then stop asking me because. I'm not asking. That's a rhetorical question. Fine. I already talked about my prediction that's. Uh, Sam and Henry are going to link up with Joel and Ellie and be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to predict that there's death on the horizon. I feel like either Sam or Henry or maybe both Sam and Henry are not long for this world. Let's see. Do I have any other predictions? I do not. I would love, you know, and again, I love this actress, but I would love to see Kathleen get it just because I don't want an unpredictable person. Yeah, I want to see her get it. Yeah, I don't want some unpredictable dingbat running around out here. Um, yeah. But I almost feel like she doesn't get it. I don't know. I'll have to see. I don't know. I think what's going to happen is something bad is going to bust up through that floor. I think it's going to be a whole swarm of clickers, and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. And you're just going to just you're just going to get text messages from me. They're just like, no. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be about you're gonna be like clickers and i'm gonna be like yes yeah i'll know what it's about <laughs> yeah you'll just know um and i think and i think because of kathleen's short-sightedness kansas city will fall like the like there's clearly at least i don't know how many people are there but there's clearly enough that they can put out force like you know they can project force which means it's got to be at least a couple hundred and I think I don't know if Kathleen will die. I I wonder, but I also think we're gonna get a bit of a maybe a flashback or at least an explanation as to what happened to her. I'm assuming I believe she's she led the uprising against Fedra, and so she was clearly capable at one point. And I'm I'm wondering if in the confusion of when stuff busts out the ground, because something's gonna bust out the ground. I think maybe Joel and Ellie will use that to escape. Mm. Oh, yes, that's a good prediction. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. We are going to get to the halfway point of the show next episode, which will be on Friday to avoid the Super Bowl, which the Eagles are in, guys. The Eagles are in, and that's going to be fun. The, the Eagles. The Eagles are, are playing in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's not how you say that word, but fine. It is. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so is it a 10-episode season? It's nine. They combined oh, okay. season. Uh, it was supposed to be ten. They com- I believe they combined one and two together to make the first season ninety minutes. Or the first episode ninety. Um. So once we get 
to episode five, I think I wouldn't call this show slow, but the pace is going to pick up in the back half. Oh, because it has. It's been like exciting, but to know that it's going to even ramp up even more. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be like we are like think of it as like a roller coaster. This one is we're kind of getting to the tippy top of the of the hill. And then boom, like at the like if see episode five ends with where I'm going to where I think it's going to, we are like, you know, we're going to head down, do the loopy loops, all that stuff. Cool. I'm looking forward to that. So we're going to hit the midpoint um, and that'll be it. Is that the episode? Are we done now? <laughs> yes. I think, yeah. we've, I think we've kind of meandered a little bit because it's Monday night. I think that's an episode. I think it is. Uh, email us if you have any questions or, I don't know, want to talk. Yeah, about your day, about the show, about how you feel about your mom. Yeah, tell me about your mom. Do you have a dog? But if you guys want to email us with um, like stuff about the show, like we'd or love like to things hear from you think listeners. we missed, or like different, yeah, like, any cool things like Easter eggs that you guys have found, you want to point out, like definitely, or like stuff like we you think we failed to consider a certain point of view, that kind of thing. I'll I'll take another opinion. I love an opinion that's not my own. Yeah, we want to hear all of it. So yes, please uh, email, and that is the end of our episode. It is late. I am tired, and I have to drive all the way to New Jersey tomorrow. Oh, crazy. I know, it's the worst. Who wants to go to New Jersey? Anyway, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Follow or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and send your comments, theories, and just any general feelings you have about what we covered this week to tviuslifepod at gmail.com, and we may cover it on an upcoming episode. Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, take care of your characters and each other.